Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Welcome back to Best and Worst of the Weekend. We'll jump back to your phone calls in just a little bit, but our next guest is actually one of the best of the weekend, as voted by you, not just in the ACC, but nationally. His body of work on the season now includes three victories over top seven ranked opponents, Duke and Louisville, and then this weekend it was the Florida State Seminoles. We are speaking, of course, of Brad Brownell, the 10th year head coach of the Clemson Tigers. Coach, welcome back to the David Glenn Show, and congratulations, man. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, sun's shining pretty bright here this weekend. Yeah, I'll great, bet you. Great, great weekend for the Tigers, not just basketball week. We had a good weekend in other sports, baseball, softball, you name it. So. Well, I know you are a multi-sport kind of renaissance man guy. Tell us, when you <laughs> win a big game for, at Little John in your backyard, do you ever get to run out and celebrate with the students? Because around here, man, I saw, I saw Danny Manning of Wake actually try to throw toilet paper over a tree at midnight, and Kevin Keats was uh, lighting the bell at NC State. Well, that's – that sounds like uh, some high praise there. Those guys are in fast company. I, I got to be careful. My two daughters are in school here. I don't know that I want to be out with my two daughters at night like that. You know what I mean? Like I, they, they don't want their dad out there. I can tell you that's for sure. Hey, before we dive into the details of your success story, as of course everybody around here is excited about this last week of the regular season. We're all headed to Greensboro now that the ACC tournament is back here in North Carolina. Uh, we'll see you there next week. Broadly speaking, when you see a weekend where you guys knock off the Seminoles, but coach, there were 12 top 25 teams that lost this weekend, including FSU and Duke, et cetera. Do you just say, hey, man, that's college basketball, or is there something different about this year in college basketball? Uh, I, I think in this year, I, I think mostly the answer is it's college basketball. Yeah. I do think this year there are probably maybe less marquee teams, uh, best of the best that are that are clearly different. Obviously, last year in the ACC with us having three number one seeds, you know, we, our team was on the bubble and didn't get in last year, and people talked about us not having enough quad one wins. And I kept telling everybody like they weren't. We didn't have quad one games. We had like super quad. Games. <laughs> right. And there's a difference between somebody in the top three, three, four, five, and somebody who's 27, 28, 29 uh, in an RPI or something of that nature. And so uh, I, I just think there's a lot of parity in college basketball. There's not a, a tremendous amount of difference in a lot of the talent. And I think the season is long. I, I think, you know, we, we start practice now in September and trying to have your guys ready to play at, at a high level 30 times, 31 times. 35 times if you're counting ACC tournament and things of that nature and NCAA tournaments, it's challenging. It's really hard to, to expect these these young men that are going to be able to do that. And so there are times you catch somebody when they're not quite ready and, and you've got a full house and you're rocking and rolling and, you know, that's going to lend itself to helping for upsets. Uh, so I think it's a it's a culmination of a lot of factors. Brad Brownell is with us on Twitter. He's at Coach Brownell. The Tigers upset number six Florida State, 70 to 69 at Little John. They're now 15 and 13. They're nine and nine in the ACC. And folks should remember, they were picked in the bottom third of the ACC by the media, 11th, I believe. They're actually tied for fifth 
as we enter this final stretch of the regular season, the Tigers, for example, at Virginia Tech Wednesday, and then they host Georgia Tech in a rare Friday night game. Coach, you mentioned last year's bubble. I saw a headline this weekend at ESPN.com that says, welcome Clemson to the NCAA tournament <laughs> bubble here in 2020. Do you view it that way? Uh, sure. You know, <laughs> it, it's, been, it's been different. We, we're a team that's drastically different than we were in November and December. We, we had seven new players. We've had a lot of injuries, you know, just rhythm and timing of our team, you know, figuring out a better way to help our guys play. Uh, you know, it's been, it's just been a journey and, uh, we've kind of stuck with it. We've gotten better. We've gotten more experience. We've gotten a little bit healthier. And so we're better now. And, and, you know, the unfortunate thing is every game counts about the same. So it doesn't really matter. I think that's, what's hurting our league a little bit. A lot of, a lot of teams in our league were injured or young this season. And so we probably didn't perform in the non-conference quite as well as a league. But I think if you try to play us now with people being, you know, a little bit fresher, a little bit more healthy, a little bit more experienced seasoned with all the young players we have in our league, our teams are clearly better and, and, Many, many teams in our league could go to the NCAA tournament and win two games and advance to a Sweet 16. Now, I don't know that we're going to get that opportunity, but, uh, you know, there's a few of us that are still have a, an outside chance that are fighting like crazy to get it. It has been since 1980. Coach, I wasn't even covering the league in 1980 since Clemson <laughs> put up three wins over top seven opponents. Uh, that's a long, long time ago. Duke, Louisville, and Florida State all were visiting Little John when y'all beat them, including, of course, the Seminoles this weekend. What is it about being at home or Little John or Tiger fans or anything, any other common denominator uh, that you can think of? Because, man, those are just three. As you said, they're not just quad one wins, man. They're supercharged quad one wins. Yeah. You know, I wish I had the answer, David. Uh, maybe it maybe it was let the assistant coaches think I, I let them coach those games and I coached <laughs> most of the other ones. Uh, as much as anything, I think the environment really helps helps give confidence to our players. And uh, you know, those games are all been sellouts, and you know, we get off to good starts, and it energizes our team, it energizes our fan base, and and Little John's a tough place uh, when it's full. It's a hard place to play, and. Uh, you know, it gives confidence to some guys that maybe that are young players that are trying to kind of get over the hump in terms of confidence. And, you know, so they play a little bit more uh, poised and they play with a little more swagger and they're able to make a couple more plays a game. And a lot of these games, that's what it comes down to is just one or two stops, one or two made shots. And uh, we've been fortunate to execute pretty well down the stretch and make some big shots in, in some of these games and walk away with some, some good wins. I know you didn't grow up here in North Carolina, but this very popular tournament will be back here. I know your mind is on your next two games. So um, just if you can, give me a sense of since you were successful for four years at UNC Wilmington and you now know the ACC culture so well, is it a good thing that uh, the big, this big tournament is back in North Carolina where it's often been and where it's very well supported? Or remind us, are you in favor of the rotation, even as you might be happy that it's back in North Carolina? Where do you stand on all that? Uh, I would prefer it to be in North Carolina. Uh, you know, I, I wish it would be in Charlotte or Greensboro um, on a consistent basis. I don't mind occasionally going somewhere else, yeah. uh, but I, I prefer it to be 
in the heart of the league. I think, you know, obviously attendance is strong. Um, just the pageantry, the, the passion that comes with it, the tradition. I, I'm, I'm probably a little more old school that way. Uh, so I, I, I love the tournament being in North Carolina and uh, certainly wish it was there, you know, as regularly as we could do it. But I understand that the idea of taking it to DC occasionally or to New York and, and all those things. But uh, I, I prefer, I, I prefer it in the Carolinas. Brad Brodell is with us. He took the Seahawks of UNC Wilmington to a couple NCAA tournaments. He took Wright State there a couple years ago. He had one of the best seasons in the history of Clemson basketball, a Sweet 16 t- uh, team, along with a third-place finish in a league that is often the toughest in America. John Newman III happens to be from our backyard. Greensboro Day School is where you and your staff uh, recruited him from. He's only a sophomore. And I think he's an example of what you were describing earlier, of just being a different player in a different team here in uh, early March than you guys were a couple months ago. Huge game in your win over Florida State this weekend. Uh, guy's still a young player that probably has an even brighter future in front of him, but what can you tell us about uh, the development of a guy from here in our backyard who uh, obviously will have a homecoming of sorts next week in the triad? Yeah, we love John. He's – he's uh he's a phenomenal kid. Uh, he's a tremendously talented player, but, um, he's an even better person, a good student, great teammate, hard worker. Uh, I mean, you just, you want kids like that to to have the success that he's having here. Uh, And he's the kind of guy that we've talked about that, uh, to be honest with you, John played about seven or eight minutes a game as a freshman for us last year. And oftentimes didn't play in meaningful minutes of certain games. And so he's had to grow. He's been a starter this year that, has really grown uh, as a player. I think when his confidence is at a high level uh, and he's made a couple shots, he's he's extremely talented. He probably doesn't realize how good he can be. And, uh, you know, he's really worked hard, and we've worked hard with him to kind of develop some of his offensive skills. Uh, but there have been flashes where he shows that he's as talented as most guys. He can get to the rim. He can make a three. Uh, tremendous athlete. And, uh he just needs a little more confidence and experience, and uh, we're super excited about him, happy that he's here. Uh, he's a great representative for Clemson. This may be something that I recall better than you do because you do a lot of media, but when we sat down with you, we always look forward to our face-to-face uh, meetings from time to time. In the preseason, I said, Coach, man, there are years where I think the sky is the limit for your Clemson basketball Tigers, and, <laughs> and this is not one of those years. Like I remember I, you saying Do that. you? I, I, and, and you know me, man. I, ho- I think the kind of relationship where you can speak frankly with me. Well, and I respect that because you do the same with us, and I think you know how genuine I am when I make these statements. I yeah. think I said to you, I hope I'm wrong, Coach, and my wife will tell you, <laughs> I don't like being wrong. So uh, what has gone right? Because you not only the John Newman story, uh, but we earlier this year when you joined us talked about Amir Sims as an all-ACC candidate uh, and your freshman point guard Al Amir Dawes he's kind of taken his lumps he's gone through some growing pains but when you needed a coast-to-coast bucket to beat like the tallest most athletic defensive team in the country there he is helping you get the win this weekend at Little John you know are you have your guys surprised you or did you see a lot of this way back in the preseason? You know, what's interesting is I really felt like we could be a pretty good team. Um, but that was even in the summer, you know, before Clyde Trapp and Jonathan Bear both tore their ACL. Right. Uh, and then when that happened leading into the season, I was, a, you know, a little more concerned. Um, obviously, we won a 
gold medal at the World University Games, so we got some experience and, and won some close games. And so I kind of got to know our guys a little bit and the heart that they, they show. And, and like Alamir Dawes is just a courageous young player. Um, now he's still learning how to play the position. He's learning how to make make all the right reads. And there were some, some losses that we have this year where late in games he didn't make the right reads. But he also showed it against an incredibly talented Florida State team that he can make a lot of plays. And he was outstanding well, be, well before the last shot that he made to win the game. He made some big-time plays throughout the game to give us a chance. So, you know, I was optimistic. I knew Amir was going to take a big step. We, we knew that his role would change and he's going to have the ball in his hands more and he's ready for that. Um, but it's been, it's been a process. Uh, obviously, we've had guys that have had to kind of learn how it is that we want to play and we've had some ups and downs. Uh, but this team has continued to just kind of hang in there. Obviously, we talk a lot about grit here at Clemson, and I think our guys have shown that. We've got four or five come-from-behind wins. I think four of them are double-figure deficits. So they've really just kind of competed, and you know, we, we thought we had some, some good players that are just young, and, and we needed experience and time together. And to be honest with you, David, we've done a better job coaching them through the course of the year we, than we were probably doing at the beginning of the year. We've helped them by giving them some – different things on offense to make it a little bit easier for them and simplify some things. And and then the kids have just gained some confidence by playing well. You're a hell of a coach, dude. I just mean that so sincerely. You are really, really good. You squeeze a lot of juice out of every orange, pun intended. Uh, He's Brad Brownell on Twitter at Coach Brownell, 10th-year head coach of the Clemson Tigers. Have fun with the bubble, and uh, we'll see you in Greensboro next week. You were a Best of the Weekend nominee, obviously, you, your staff, and your guys. So uh, it was a shot heard around the ACC at the very least. Thanks for the time uh, coming out of the weekend here on the David Glenn Show. Okay, thanks. Good to be with you, my friend. Right back at you. Brad Brownell on Twitter. It's Coach underscore Brownell on Twitter. Quick fix to that, Coach underscore Brownell. Two years ago, seriously, one of the best seasons in the history of the Clemson basketball Tigers. You make the Sweet 16 at that school. Remember, that's a school that still never won the ACC men's basketball tournament. And they were an original member back in the early 1950s. Most of the, well, all of the other schools that have not yet won one are relative newcomers. The Clemson Basketball Tigers, not only, we didn't even mention it because he joined us when it happened, but this year, not only does Clemson now have wins over top seven Duke, top seven at the time Louisville, top seven this weekend Florida State, they, of course, ended the forever streak in Chapel Hill. They went to the Smith Center and beat the Tar Heels. So it is in some ways just a little bit above average, right? 15 wins, 13 losses, 9-9 nine and nine in conference play, the Clemson Tigers. In other ways, if you're putting up three wins over top seven opponents for the first time since 1980 in the history of your program, and you end the forever streak in Chapel Hill that dated to like the 1920s or something, Uh, That's not just a slightly above average season. We'll see what the Tigers have left this week at Virginia Tech Wednesday, hosting Georgia Tech on Friday. If you win both of those, you're 17 and 13, you're 11 and 9 in conference play, and then I think you're really in the bubble conversation. I don't think they're there quite yet. In the ACC, of course, you have Florida State projected by many as a two seed right now. You have Duke and Louisville projected by many as three seeds right now. Virginia is in that nine seed range right now. NC State is squarely on the bubble among the first few outs. Joe Lenardi has them the first team out. 
Outside of that, I don't think Clemson is quite knocking on the door, but they took a big step in the right direction with that win over Florida State. Judged by big wins, of course, the Tigers have an outstanding resume now that they have beaten the big three of the ACC, Duke and Louisville, and on Saturday, the Florida State Seminoles.